Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey everybody, welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. My name is Mike Siegel. I am the host and creator of this podcast, and my guests today are the women of Lady Journey. And before we get to them, here's a few announcements. Our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can go there. You can see stories that I've written, stories that some of the guests have written. You can see links to their social media. You can see links to our social media. And that is, of course, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, we have a Facebook page. You can follow us at all those places. And there are also links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. So follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, please. And if you can, as always, I ask that you leave a good rating. Maybe say a few nice things because that boosts our presence there even more. And that helps more people find the show. So if you do that, I would appreciate it. And if you think you might be right for the show or know somebody who might be right for the show, or maybe you just want to ask me some travel questions or say nice things, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, Lady Journey. Uh, they reached out to me in an email, and I checked out their site and listened to some of their uh, podcasts. And uh, you know what? They're fun. So I thought to myself, these might be nice people to meet. And they were. They are two stand-up comedians based in New York, Katie Hannigan and Sarah Talamash. And they started a website, blog, and podcast called Lady Journey. And it's basically a lifestyle site. They don't just talk about travel. They talk about, well, pretty much anything. And the good news is they're funny. So we ended up talking a lot about comedy in New York. And I always like to get uh, some good New York tips from insiders. And if you want to know more about them, you should listen to them. You can go to their site at ladyjourney.org. They're on Instagram at ladyjourneypodcast. They have a YouTube channel, and if you want to follow them individually for their comedy and everything, it's katiehannigan.com, K-A-T-I-E, Hannigan with two N's, and Sarah Talamash is at sarahtcomedy.com. That's Sarah with an H. But anyway, it was nice to get to know them, and uh, I enjoyed our chat. I hope you will too. Here's my talk with the ladies from Lady Journey. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, guys. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. This is exciting. We, I really um, like your podcast. I like the whole vibe and I've scoured your website. So oh, thanks. it's exciting to meet in person and like, like connecting with LA people, you know? I understand you guys are uh, fellow comedians. Yes. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Sometimes I'm like embarrassed to say I've been doing it over 20 years. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I started in Y2K. Because oh okay. that was all the jokes back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I started in 2010, one okay. decade later. Did you both start in New York? I did. Okay. Yeah, I started in Houston. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Because I left New York in 97. Okay. You guys were just children. So I had yeah. one year 
after graduation of high school. Oh, now I'm yeah. depressed. Yes. <laughs> I... It gets worse. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, uh, so I started in Chicago and then I moved to New York and I was only there for about 14 months, but it worked out great. I lived in Brooklyn before it was cool. Before yeah. it became Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, it's like they're waiting for me to went? leave. I was in Park Slope. Oh, okay. And, that is still uh, not cool. That is a family. Is... That is a family area. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, it wasn't even that. I mean, there was it was just starting to be that way. Like when I was there, it was still a little rough around the edges when I was there. And then all of a sudden I left and all these like bars and restaurants started popping up. And I was like, were you guys just waiting for me to leave the neighborhood before it got a little happening here? Oh, yeah. It was like they... one bar we could go to when I was living there. Apparently they have like their own culture with all the parents, like they're psychos. <laughs> yes. But when I was are. there, it's weird to think it was, so it was like, you know, 25, 26 years ago. And I had even living in Brooklyn, I had never heard of Williamsburg. Like no oh, one wow. went there. It was not, yeah. it was nothing. You know, it was just like Williamsburg. Where would, why would we go there? And where is it? You know? And then now I would go to Europe and everybody knows Williamsburg. You could go to like Japan yes. and they got like Brooklyn shirts on it's really wild it is williamsburg feels like the future it feels like <laughs> you're time traveling to the future when you go there you just step out and you're like wow i guess we all we all have parachute pants now <laughs> this is the wave this is where it happens so why did you guys start uh, lady journey and when did it start well we became friends we've been friends for years just doing stand-up here in town. And um, we started going for walks during the pandemic. And that's when we discovered that we have a lot of the same interests and the same interest patterns where we kind of get deeply into a mundane topic, um, you know, like puzzles or something. You know, we like to go hard, get really into puzzles and then, you know, just kind of abandon it when yeah. something else comes along. Like we've decided, I think the other day, I think Katie, you said it best, I th we were like, you know what? I think Lady Journey is just a mood swing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like our, our other classic example is, you know, when you get really into the overnight oats trend and you mm -hmm. start making it every day. And then, you know, two weeks in after you've declared it as your new identity, you <laughs> hate it and you never have it again. And people bring it up and you say, you don't talk to me about the overnight oats. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, would, was the idea to make it just general lifestyle or, I mean, I know travel's a part of it, but I mean, you cast a wide net, you cover a lot of different things. So do you ever get like people writing in going, hey, stick to this one thing, or we just like to hear you just hanging out with our friends? Well, we have recently, we did have um, a man write in saying that he thinks that we are covering too many women topics and that we oh. should stop talking about girly stuff. Um, and, but unfortunately that is the brand that we it was had. our mission statement yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was in our mission statement it's so, funny but, as a man i never get those emails hey you're covering too many man topics yeah yeah it's standard don't you think i think so i think so <laughs> well i thought it would be fun for us to come on this travel podcast because we do um you know of course we travel a lot we're on the road and you know also going on trips of course mm -hmm. as we do as ladies a lady <laughs> journey and um, so we're kind of into, you know, packing and but, you know, of course, also as solo female travelers, travel safety. Of course. Have you done a live version of your show together or do you guys when you if you tour as comics, do you do it separately? We We've did, done one live version. Yes. We did one in St. Louis. St. Oh, Louis. Really? 
Yes. We had, it went really well. It was our first one. We had Nikki Glazer, but then the tech issue was the problem. Oh, no. We had a little bit of a tech issue, but we enjoyed it. We had a great time. We actually went on a couple local St. Louis podcasts, Eat Me in St. Louis. We got food recommendations. And so we got to spend being on the trip together for me, so much better than being alone where I'm just sitting in the hotel, kind of like weeping softly, you know, watching yeah. something on Netflix that I can't stand. But we hit the town and we had, you had the fried ravioli. I had some Peruvian food. We went to a women's craft bazaar. <laughs> we walked oh. through the university. We also laughed because like we got so many recommendations from Eat Me in St. Louis. And then... Of course, every time we go on a travel, like people are like, you got to go there, you got to go there. And then we're like, oh, we ate at Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory two days in a row. No, <laughs> I know we did. And it I, will say, I, will say, I will say in their defense, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, uh, the, the menu is, is enormous. It's like a book. There's like 500 things in it. But for what they do, you know, I'm not a big chain restaurant guy either, but they do a nice job for what what it is. You know, they're much worse restaurants you could pick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I and feel we could like all name them. When I go in the Cheesecake Factory, I feel like I'm home. You know, they have that dark brown <laughs> bread that's got like molasses, you know. And right. it's like when you're on the road, you're just looking for a safe space as a woman. You know, I you're know. just looking for that feeling of comfort. And nothing says cheesecake like an Egyptian tomb. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys aren't necessarily <gasps> foodies, though. I mean, that's not your... I mean, you like food, but I mean, you're not technically, you know, you know, dissect the food and go and yeah, this has a light reduction of this and this, or is it more? Oh, no, no, yeah, it, no, food is just, just a like part of your bread. Trip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do enjoy eating. Like, I enjoy like street food, and I love going to grocery stores in other countries to see how they do it. Yeah. Oh yes. My favorite but, thing to do is like when I go to Asia, I go, I get like chips. I go to the local 7-Eleven and I get the craziest yeah. flavored chips I can find, whether, you know, prawn, seaweed mm. or whatever, <laughs> whatever their thing is. I got to get it. Oh, I, amazing. I, and I love chips anyway, but. Yeah. But I they, was just, I was just in Aruba at the grocery store there. They have a, a grocery store that's, it's Aruban food. And then it's also like South American and then also Dutch because they have a big Dutch influence. Yeah. And it's, it's was so amazing. I was just eating bread. I was eating it every meal. I, that's the only thing I was eating. I was like, oh, how, when do you get a raisin bun? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so why heavenly. You, why'd you pick Aruba? What was the, what was the appeal that were you, was, were you just on vacation or you just picked it? I was down there working at um, Aruba Ray's comedy club. Oh. which is a little comedy room there. And um, it's in the uh, it's in a bit of a um, kind of a timeshare area where I think people come and, you know, stay for longer periods. So that's I was very close to the grocery store. I've been to Aruba many times and usually I've been more in a hotel area. But this was great because it's just <laughs> like, oh, I just now I just live here and I'm 70. And right. I was going to say, is it mostly like snowbirds and retirees and that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. That's that's. Oh, my gosh. It was great. The resort that we were at, people were like, oh, it's really quiet. I'm like, I love it. Get my moo-moo. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm doing cruises now. So believe me, I know all I know this crowd. Well, Fun. stopped in Aruba, actually. What oh, do really? You think of it. I mean, you you obviously like it. But I mean, of all the islands, it's not up there. And one of my favorites, I don't know. I always find it could be it's a little barren. You know, when you go it's to other definitely a islands, desert. Yeah. yeah. When you go to other islands, there's like jungle and mountains and it's like Aruba's pretty, yeah, dry. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. I just love the history of it. I love like the the fusion of the cultures. I mean, you get that all over the Caribbean, I guess. But I love, you know, it's so interesting to find like Dutch, South American, Native, and then English also. It's all mixed into one. It's like, oh, what a fun, what a fun grab bag. Yeah, <laughs> right. Except when you like, I always tell people like, we're going to take a history of the island and it doesn't matter what island, you know, it's like. You could be in uh, Puerto Rico. You could be in Jamaica. You could be anywhere. But and I said, let me save you the history. Um, there were natives that lived here for thousands of years. Columbus came, killed everyone a few hundred yes, years yeah. ago. And then in the next few hundred years, it's been fought over. Or they bring in slaves for, you know, to work all the plantations from Africa. Yeah. And then uh, the next few hundred years, they were just passed around from like the Dutch to the British to the French, to the Americans. and And that's pretty much a story it's like yeah, i just saved you fun... you know half a day of a tour that's yeah that's a fun tour and now let's get a mojito yeah exactly <laughs> back on vacation <laughs> let's go water ski on some former sacred land <laughs> now but, where I mean, are you cruising to where are you um where... oh my god the one i just got off on is um from hawaii back to la so oh hawaii is so gorgeous but we do a lot of a uh, lot of caribbean Oh, nice. Yeah. The, how long's the Hawaii one from LA? Because that's that's uh, got to be five days at sea each way. Okay. Wow. How, how old are those people? Really <laughs> old. Yeah. Really old. They don't have yeah. that much time. Oh. Yeah. And, and they're spending what they got there playing bridge, looking at water. It's yep. tough. Yeah. But you know, if you want to get away, I'm sure if you want to get out of the city, it's a little bit. But I mean, you're off on your own other planet there. I mean, you're you're off the grid, man. Yeah. Although the Wi-Fi is getting a little better. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. Now, have, you, have actually, you guys ever performed on one? We I never did, performed. I did the um, Joker pract- Impractical Jokers cruise. So I got a taste really? of what that was like. I bombed everything. Oh, no. <laughs> but they don't care because they're just there to see the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Like we were just like an added bonus and fun. But like, yeah. Um, it was, it was mind boggling going on the cruise. Like I was fascinated by like the staff and like how it was run. And this was right at the tip of COVID happening. Like we knew it was in China and then that was about oh, it. It was like February, yeah. March of 2020, somewhere on there. Yeah. Oh, you were like one of the last ones. Yes. You met it. Oh my. Wow. A, lucky you got out. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. And I Isn't think we had how- to. How how popular those guys are? Oh, absolutely! They're no idea. People are in love with them, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you know who they weren't in love with? <laughs> who me? Era. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> bring on the jokers! <laughs> now uh, I've never performed on a cruise, but I did go on a cruise to Hawaii with a friend when I was sixteen. I went with her and her parents. You did the five days at sea. We did, I think we actually flew to Honolulu and yes. we left and then it was like a week of going around the islands. Okay, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, the crossing, it's like, it's pointless. It's like, you you, you guys realize you could fly here in five hours. You don't need to you don't drag need it to out. Yeah. In the ocean. For, yeah. But it, yeah, they're retirees. The, I mean, you, on cruises, the, uh, the rule of thumb is the longer the cruise, the older the people oh because they have time they just have the time to do it and the money but that's wow. fascinating i just saw that you can live on a cruise for thirty thousand dollars a year 
Yeah, like on like I just did Princess, which is not a like you know it's a medium range one. It's not super high end, but that's great. If you don't gamble and if you don't like go to the shops or do the excursions and stuff like that or drink, it's like that's the rent in New York City. Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks yeah. a day. It's like comes out to like a hundred bucks a day, which is cheaper than most uh, retirement yeah. homes. So that's great if you're a fugitive. I think oh like God. just yeah. stay on the water. No one can touch you. Yeah. Yeah. Does that is that because that's like maritime law? You're untouchable out there. <laughs> Anything's legal <laughs> until you get to say Sarah Boo. Yeah. The Joker. <laughs> um. So, um, when you started the the podcast, I mean, how was uh, how long you been doing it now? Is that? I mean, I, you told me this. We started, we're at a year and a half. Yeah, a year, year and, and a half. half. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when so many people have podcasts, and I'm sure every comedian in New York has their own, and some, mm-hmm. um. How did you work on like building it? What was your, what was your first steps that you wanted to do? What's the secret? And I ask, and not only because I'm curious, because I need help. <laughs> well, we need help too. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> well, it's yeah. tough because there's so many, you know, just busting yes. through. You know. Well, that was the main reason why we decided to do ours is that we were felt like we were actually competing in the man, men, men's world of podcasting. Like, yeah, they generally there's a lot of people that are supportive from those podcasts, but they have so many that it's not like they're going to jump over and be loyal to us um, that we try to cater more to the female listener. And that's what, or just the feminine spirit. Um, So that's what we were trying to get, but it's so mind boggling. Like I look at our YouTube analytics and I've seen other people's and it's like, generally YouTube is just all men. And I was like, surely lady journey's got to be all women. We were 70% men, 30% women. Yes. Okay. We try to make it personal and somebody did write in to me or maybe they mentioned something. I said, I can't figure out why we have so many male listeners. And he was like, well, I think it's because, you know, we're just kind of telling personal stories about mundane elements of our lives and like our inner psyche and, and they were like, it's just interesting, no matter what the gender is. So I said, okay, I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> and now, sadly, though, there's also a lot of guys out there who just simply don't have many women friends or don't really know how women talk to one another. They're just completely clueless. The only time they talk to women is when they're trying to, you know, pick them up or something. Yeah. Or, you know, or very like casual relationships. They don't really hear how they talk, you know. So I'm sure that's probably part of it. They're learning something, hopefully. Yes. And they are welcome. Yes. They are welcome. <laughs> yeah, they are learning soaps. Okay, give me the craziest, uh, give me the creepiest fan mail you've ever gotten. Well, it's yeah. not like it's we sometimes we get it's really weird. You get ones that are have they have their own mood swings where they're really into you. And then one day I felt like I guess we didn't do our hair properly for them or whatever. And we got a scathing one saying that we, you know, like what am I watching? Like, well, you guys look like Kurt Cobain and Jay Leno are doing a podcast together. And I was like, yeah. well, that seems so uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was in a tone of concern. Like I'm worried the podcast is sliding down. I'm worried you guys are backsliding. <laughs> Cause our looks weren't out of 10 for him that day. Uh, and I thought yeah. that was an, an insane request. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly harmless, though. Like we have one guy who just comments, you know, it's kind of a like the ramblings of a, um, you know, mentally ill person. But he just kind of comments on every everything we post on YouTube, just like a stream of consciousness, like 
alligator woman. Love it. You know, and um, I don't know what he's doing, but he is helping. He So we appreciate him. <laughs> well, I did, you know, I've been doing stand up for like 32 years now, which is odd because I'm 39. Yeah. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Me too. I started very, very young. Anyway, the uh, but I remember I started with a lot of women who the road kind of drove them out of it eventually. Mm. Uh, they had one. You know, some people just don't like it drove a lot of people out of it. But I mean, some people just don't like being on the road alone. Uh, and I know like I was in some pretty scary places. And I can yeah. imagine if I was a woman in some of these places. I mean, some of the places they would put us up, you know, horrible motels in like really dark areas, <laughs> remote things. I'm going, you know, if I was a woman, this would be really creepy. I've been followed out of clubs, you know, and worried that I was going to get beat up or something like that. Have you ever had anything like Scary incidents doing comedy on the road. Oh, sure. Go ahead, Sarah. I was just going to say, like, I haven't really had anything that's like there are times where I'm like, I'd prefer to be walked out to my car um, because you're leaving late. It's a bar. People are drunk. Um, I generally feel like I'm never alone, but it's so weird because I remember one time I did a gig in Florida and I didn't really know anybody that had done it it felt like a weird gig and it was in a black box theater and it was this guy that books it and it was called broads off their meds <laughs> it's like the, i'm like why do we have to be off our meds and like can, can we just like be regular show and he was First fine all, why do you have to be broads just, yeah I mean, exactly about that okay <laughs> and then um and he was fine. I'm not knocking him or anything, but I don't know him. And I didn't know anyone else that knew him. And there was one, I got there early and he wanted me to go to, into the, his managerial room and he wanted the door closed. And I just like, I don't, I didn't want at the time you're like, I prefer it open. Cause I don't like to be, make it seem like I'm a bitch or anything, but you're nothing <laughs> happened, but you're just like nervous. Like I would prefer like, one of the waitresses to be in here rather right. than one-on-one with a guy. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, That's so funny. It's always how it is. You're like, well, I didn't want to seem like a bitch. So I blew him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, had just one. to be kind, you know, not, yeah, not yeah. to appear He's difficult. A great guy. Right. <laughs> I had one, I was working in um, Denver at kind of an alternative room that was in the basement of a spiritual healing center and the guy said like oh I've booked a hotel for you and I looked at it and it was scary like scary by the airport bar and I was like reading the reviews and it was like blood stains (laughs) on the sheets I was like oh my god I can't stay here and so I told him I was like just give me whatever money and I'll just book my own hotel and then the hotel that I booked was horrifying I thought I was like ah the days in that's a good one and um it was like one of the ones that opens to the street you know and it was like just the parking lot of a 7-eleven and i just kept waking up there were just people just men out there just kind of like congregating by the 7-eleven just all night and i was just waking up to like screams you know like every hour (laughs) (laughs) and so that was when i was like ah days in is not a good hotel okay we've learned something good to know yeah (laughs) This episode sponsored by Days In. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so give me your worst, um, either one, you can each have a turn, your worst flying experiences ever, whether it was like Ooh. cancellations mm. or lost luggage or horrible turbulence or what can you think of? 
You know, I've you know? never lost my luggage. I would never check a bag. I cram everything into the tiniest carry-on. I don't care. I'll bring nothing. Good advice. I'll bring one backpack. <laughs> I'll tell it. Can I actually tell a bus story? Because I yeah, I haven't sure. had, I've had like cancellations and stuff. It's nothing been, nothing too crazy. You know, I always end up, I feel like I always end up making it. But I was on, they used to have here in New York, it was called the Chinatown bus. And it was like the service. I don't think they went out of business, but you could go to like, Philadelphia, it was like $10 and you would just get oh, on wow. and it would just be, you know, kind of a very budget experience. To put no, I picture like live chickens on the bus. Yeah. yeah, it's just just children running up and down the aisle, you know, people with <laughs> way any, too much luggage. Yeah. Plus any visit to the Port Authority is a good day. Oh, yeah, you love it. You love it. fun. Um, so I was on this one. I went to Baltimore for, I was participating in an art festival somehow. I was doing comedy there and I, um, I just booked it. I was making, you know, very little money. And I thought like, oh, if I take the bus, you know, then I'll make a little bit more. I'll be okay. And I, my friend drove me to the bus stop. Thank God. It was just in the Wawa parking lot. He sat with me while I waited for the bus. It was just me and one other girl who was crying hysterically waiting for the bus. And I was like, this is scary. (laughs) Something's wrong. We get on the bus and I was just, you know, it was like midnight. And I was like, just go to sleep, go to sleep. I wake up, the bus is broken down on the side of the road in the middle of the night. And the guy, people are like, please tell us what's going on. The driver doesn't speak English. It's a Chinatown bus. He is Chinese. And people are like, please just tell us what's going on. He's like, the bus isn't working. The bus isn't working. And we're like, okay. And we just stayed there. I forced myself to go back to sleep. I just was like, put your head down and go to sleep. And then I woke up and the bus was running again. So I got back. It was, it took me about eight hours, but it was, (laughs) oh, it was so rough. That was obviously pre-COVID. How much is it one way? Yeah. One way from New York to Baltimore. How much was that bus? I'm sure it was like $15. <laughs> yeah, because like Bolt Bus, which is like the nice bus back then, was like 30 or 40. Oh, yeah. And that, and that had Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do not have Wi-Fi <laughs> on the Chinatown bus. They do not no. have Wi-Fi. No. Oh, man, that's a, that's a rough one. Buses, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I... Because when I moved out to New York... And like I had, you know, I, I was on the road for years. And at that point I was doing like, uh, you know, clubs and mostly colleges too. So it was like, I needed my car, but I thought like moved to New York, I could, I could do without it. And then I was booking gigs around like in, in Pennsylvania and Jersey and stuff like that. And ha- <clears throat> excuse me, and having to go through the port authority and stuff. I lasted about three months of doing that. And then when <laughs> I missed a couple buses because the show ran late or what I couldn't oh. get back into town. I went, nah, I got I to go back oh my and get gosh. my car. I'll yeah. pay for a spot somewhere in Brooklyn just so I can, because I didn't want to be one of those guys having to get up at, at five in the morning to move it across the street for the, yeah. for the street sweeping. Oh, that was oh, rough. It's rough. Yeah. Do you have yeah, a that's a lot story? of work. I, I don't have a flight. I have like, well, I had one incident. I went, uh, my husband and I, we went to Paris as uh, like a year later for my 40th birthday. And I had earlier tried to change my name to his. So I put all I found this um, bit like this thing that online where you put all your documents in an envelope and then you mail it and wish for the best. <laughs> Which hindsight, I was like, that was probably pretty stupid. <laughs> um, I like I put every document in there, like passport, birth certificate, wedding certificate, oh, social security. Oh, and no. 
Um, Credit card numbers. Yes. Uh, everything. You can, name. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and nothing. I, I never received anything back and then, uh, nor a notification like, congrats, we got your stuff and it's all settled. You are now Mrs. List. So I was like, well, shit, I'm going to have to go back to the Social Security Administration and start from scratch and get my um, Social Security card. And then I went there and weirdly, they were like, let me go see. And they went and I had when I filled out the form to get my name changed, I didn't fill out one box. So they just sat on my envelope and they had all my documents. So I got everything back, which was relief. So I was like, cool, everything's back. But I had checked off on the past when to get a new password that it had been lost or stolen. So when I got it, it never dawned on me to go get it. Um, like say that I found it or like have to go get a new one. I was like, I have my old one right here, so it's fine. So then cut to six months later, we land in Paris. Joe goes through fine. And then they're like, we need, can you come with us for a second? It's saying that this passport is lost and stolen. And I hung out in the um, the Paris air, like police department airport area for like two hours with like oh. re- like this mail order bride that was like, can I use your phone right now? I'm meeting my Nigerian husband for the first time. And I was like, no, I'm at 10 percent. Like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Um <laughs> Like, I can't handle this right now. And they were about to kick me out of the country. I was going to have to fly all the way back. And then they made me sign this document. And I was like, I don't want to sign a document that I don't know anything about. And then I was like, can I just go to the American embassy and get a temporary passport? And for some reason, that had worked. And I was able to that morning go and get my temporary passport. Um and then like have my vacation and I wasn't kicked out and everything was fine. But it was one of like the most like could have been one of the most disappointing travel things that has ever happened to me. Oh, absolutely. Wow. It, it, and it's a weird feeling like I've been in a border crossing or at an airport and then you hand your passport to someone and they walk away and disappear. And I'm like, Who, who's that guy? Where, <laughs> yeah. where is he going? Who is yeah. he coming back? What's it? That little document, without it, you're just like, who am I? It's like I'm a person without a country. Yeah, yeah. you could just be you're like Matt in purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My just, God. Oh, God. No, I love nightmare. that, Sarah. I love that they let you go in. I feel like um, I love to hear a story like that and just be like, did you tell them that it was your birthday? <laughs> did you tell them it was your 40th birthday? Because, wow. No, yeah, I was so mind blown. But I have to tell you. I have never had a feeling of like pure euphoria as soon as they let me back in the country with everything that I was like, this is now my new drug of choice to have everything taken away from me and (laughs) and then given to me at the last minute. I was like, everybody's got to live through this feeling one time in their life. (laughs) Wow. Gratefulness and everything. Oh, man. Oh, it That's made our trip so much better after that. We're like, well, well, what else could go wrong? Wait, so did you change? Is Talamash your? That's my maiden name. That's your maiden name, but you didn't yeah. get. You didn't take your husband's. Name no, it was it was such a pain in the ass because of that ordeal. And then somebody was like, 
I don't know why this didn't dawn on me. They were like, you can just have people call you Mrs. List if that's. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so much easier. Why are we changing our names? Because you have to change every document in your life once you do that. Yeah. And plus, Talamash is is never mispronounced or misspelled. Exactly. (laughs) It's just easier than List. (laughs) Is it L-A-S-T? Yeah. Like Schindler's List. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, is, is it Joe List? Yeah, it's Joe List. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you you were married to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did uh, Last Comic Standing with Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that was like, a Fun. yeah, that was a while ago. 2015, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That was the last season of it, I think. Yeah. I don't think they've renewed it, although they always would like bring it back every few years. Yeah, with a different production company and with, you know. But yeah, I did. Uh, I got to the second round. I think he went a little farther. I think he did like two or three episodes. Or, or at yeah, least he, two. Yeah, I did. Yeah, two. he went further. He, he the first time he did it years before that. He they made it into the second round. They announced his name, and then when it came to airing that episode, they had edited him out. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was so uh-huh. devastated. I think oh, I remember him talking about magic. that. I think I yeah. him he's like, yeah, I've done this before. It's like, wait, you could do that. You could come back. Yeah. Oh, I, I did it once and I got to do it again, but oh, really? I always would make it to the night round and then I would never make it past that. Right. Yeah. I mean, they aired my first one, which went well. So thank God for that. I mean, they cut it a yeah. little bit. I mean, they cut it down to like two minutes, you know, yeah. whatever I was doing. And then the second one, the set, it was just kind of mediocre. It didn't. I knew I wasn't going to go on. I just picked the wrong set and they didn't even air it at all. I mean, it just got cut out for time. So they, you know, they want to leave in the ones that make it go farther. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're making a show here. It's just like no point of showing me if I'm not, unless you bomb horribly. Yeah. You know, and then that makes good TV. Absolutely. So, you know, so I didn't bomb that badly to make it, but I didn't do as well to get shown. So then I was, I just slowly disappeared. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Off to sea, literally it's off like, to sea. I love it. Comedy ghost. Yeah. Just fading into the ether. So um, do you have like now with the show and everything, do you guys plan to go, hey, let's take a trip together, you know, somewhere we for the to. sake of the show other than St. Louis? I mean, are you going to do another? We want to do a little European tour, you know, just one of those little Great. fun, like uh, shoestring ones where, you you know, you're just making making kind of enough to pay for it i mean well we want to make we want to do one where we make a lot of money but maybe this one first right. yeah so we're 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 thinking about it we're talking about it right. talking it's about our outfits and our hats yes and our hats <laughs> which countries would you hit do you have like an audience uh that you know in certain countries like in the uk or something we definitely have a couple of uk people we have some uk people we definitely go there i think it would be fun to do um you know barbez and paris is that the um the English speaking bar there. And then, you know, maybe a few in um, Germany as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe Amsterdam. That would be fun. You know, there's a whole circuit there. I mean, and stand up is really popular. I mean, it's amazing how, uh, I mean, I've seen it just grow around the world. And like I've seen shows in, in South America. Yeah. It's a stand up show in Israel. It's on, wow. you know, German and Russian TV. It's crazy. I mean, they realize that it's a much, it's a very cheap form of programming. So it's almost right. like the 80s, you know, around yeah. the world where it's just like, oh, we could just throw like these five people up on stage and put a camera up and now we got a show. Yeah. 
you know, so it's huge it's in India, you know, there's yeah. some comics that we've seen come oh through God. here, like come through the comedy cellar where they, you know, get on stage and then you're like, oh, and the, the person next to you whispers and they're like, they have like 1 billion followers or something right. crazy, like it's unbelievable. To be fair, in India, uh, 1 billion is your high school class. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Because yeah. it's a popular country. It's very, yeah. okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have you guys put on your New York City guide hats right now. What is Ooh, the love biggest, it. What is the biggest mistake tourists make when they go to New York? Oh, I know. I was a private tour guide of New York City, actually. Oh. That was one of my old day jobs. Do go on. Oh, yes. I think the biggest mistake that people make, and I'm always telling people not to do this, is staying in Times Square. But, you oh. know, it's an easy mistake to make because there's so many hotels there and that's what pops up. And they think, yeah. oh, we're going to be centrally located. Oh, yeah, and there's insane. a lot of trains that go out from there. Yeah. So yeah. why is it why is it such a bad thing? I mean, it's just it's so crowded there. It's exciting to go for about five minutes, but it's yeah. like I think this is the statistics pre-COVID. I'm sure it's back at that right now, but it's like it's literally one million people per day pass through Times Square. It's the busiest place in the entire planet. <laughs> You don't want to have your hotel there. And then also, you're not going to be able to sleep at night. You're going to have to, like, draw the blinds. And then when, when you open the window, it's just going to be, a you know, the ball outside your window. Yeah. <laughs> it's like daylight outside. Yeah. Right. My parents, when my parents visit from Indiana, you know, I take them there. We go for about five minutes. We pop out for a photo. We get back in the car because they are immediately like, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of crazy. And then uh, it's the same thing out here with like Hollywood Boulevard and stuff. It's it's horrible. But yeah, <laughs> I say first timers. OK, you got to go. Just go do it. And then, you know, but I'm telling you, you'll last about 20 to 30 minutes tops. And then you'll be like, this is kind of scummy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 You're getting like, I don't know panhandled by some elmo looking creature yeah. <laughs> that's like and it's dirty you're like hey, right. an off-brand <laughs> oscar the grouch is like coming at you yeah a dirty spider-man you know in a <laughs> filthy suit the um so but another thing that people do especially out here because they don't know about traffic and all the other stuff and uh but uh, they do it in new york as well i find they just try to do too much in one day yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to exhaust yourself. You got to let it breathe, you know, especially if you don't know where you're going or how to get there. You're going to spend a lot of time in cabs or trying to figure out trains and stuff. And um, I think that's a lot. They try to cram too much in. Oh, yeah. That's me. That's me anytime I go oh, on really? a trip. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend and I, we went to Rome over the summer. He was performing for the troops. And so I went and joined. And I had like the entire day was, I'm like, we wake up. We go for an espresso. Right. We come back. We have the lunch at the hotel. And then, you know, by the end of it, he put his foot down. He was like, I'm not walking anymore. We've walked eight miles. Yeah. I, I like planned tours. It was also in August. It was like 95 oh, no. degrees. Oh, yeah. He started calling the tours tortures. He was like, let's just get through it. And in August <laughs> in Rome, I mean, it's all tourists. Ooh. I mean, all the locals have left. Yes. They're all at the sea. So it's yeah. just Americans and Germans walking around, sweating their asses off. Yeah, I was there it was in not September. Ideal time. Oh, were you, you? How was had, it? Oh, it was great. Mm. Had you had never been there? I'd never been. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and? I wanted to see and do everything. It was great. I can't wait to go back. I'm like, oh, that was the best experience I ever had in my life. So amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. You can, it's hard to go wrong with Italy at all. I mean, it's really oh. pick a place. You'll be it'll it'll work. It'll work well. 
Um, so if you know what, where not to go in New York, where where's a secret spot that like needs some love that you can publicize? Where do you recommend? Oh, mm-hmm. I have one. I love this place. I'm obsessed with it. This is one of my favorite places in New York. It is touristy, but it's more of like if you are have like a little bit of an inside scoop, but it's called Gnome Wa Tea Parlor. It's the oldest Chinese restaurant in the entire city. It was opened in 1920, I think, or 1919. It's in old Chinatown. It's gorgeous. You go in, it's like they still have some of the original tea canisters from like years and years ago. And it's just dim sum small plates the food is so good and it's not that expensive okay say the name again gnome wa tea parlor it's n-o-m-w-a-h gnome wa okay oh, and it's, it's in chinatown chinatown yeah okay sarah any tips god i feel like i'm so bad like uh, Joe and I always joke when people are like, we want to have the New York experience. You're like, okay, well, we'll eat. We're going to eat at Chipotle three times this yeah, week. Right. <laughs> Sparrow. Is it- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eat your slice with a fork and knife like Sarah Palin. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I do like the high line. Cause I feel like you can cover a lot of ground since you're not stopping the whole time at stoplight. So you can go from one neighborhood to the next pretty fast. Um, and it's a good visual scene. And then there's once you like land down kind of near Soho or uh, maybe Tribeca, um, there's just like stuff to do around there. And it's like architecturally cool. But I just generally like I just like walking around and look at the architecture. Yeah, like, I like love the, the flat iron. Lot. Yeah, I love the flat iron building. I think that's pretty cool. I like the lower east side, like walking around in those little uh, down those streets and there's tiny little stores that are so um, like specialized, like just a pencil store and you can get all kinds of like graphite pencils that you didn't know that, you know, had each kind of their own traits that they are good for. Well, my I recommendation with people side. is always like, I was do the same thing when people ask me about where to go in New York. And I would say, look, they're probably staying where you hate in uh, Times Square, <laughs> Midtown. But I say get up in the morning and just get on the first train going south and just start like a like a World Trade Center. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. See that. And then just walk up Broadway back to your yes. hotel. Because that will great. take you through every neighborhood. Little Italy. It'll take you through Chinatown. It'll take you through Soho, the village, you know, midtown Flatiron. And then you'll go up and then you're in Herald Square and then the Times Square. I mean, it's an all-day thing, but yeah. I see so much and then you know i'd say the best way to see new york is to walk you're not gonna you know i don't yeah yes a a bus isn't gonna do it you just get a feel for the neighborhoods and then you see something cool you can stop you you go to an art gallery go to you can stop and eat wherever and uh, if the if the weather's shitty you can go inside and there's a million places to go you know so it's just i don't know that's always i love that yeah Yeah. no i agree oh go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, I also, a lot of times that when I have friends come and visit, I'm like, you can't wear Converse's like you have to wear (laughs) like an actual trainer. Like you need support for your arches while you're here. Yeah. Don't come here with your toms. Okay. You need to lace up. Right. You need no flip flops. Yeah. You you don't know where your feet's going (laughs) to end up. And don't make eye contact with anybody. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I Where's was tour guiding, I always would, it would crack me up because I would do tours and 
I would do these walking street tours before I switched over to private. And it would always be like, you know, the people would be fine, whatever, but they would always be kind of all over the place. And, you know, I would give them like a speech of like, you're in New York City, you know, this is not Disney World, like, please be careful. And inevitably, like a panhandling guy would like come up and start like being really nice to everybody. And people would be like, well, he is so kind, you know, and then just, (laughs) you know, now they're best friends and all of a sudden he's like asking them for money, you know, and I'd be yeah. like, well, I told you guys, like, don't look to me. I'm not babysitting yeah. you. I'm just showing <laughs> you the art. I'm showing you literally Midtown Manhattan street art. Were you, were you guiding mostly Americans or what, did you have a lot of international? I had a lot of international people. Yeah, actually. Okay. I mean, but Americans too, probably about half and half. Well, now you get to stereotype. Who are your favorite uh, tourists to lead around and who were, who were the worst? You can say Americans were the worst. I mean, usually they are, but the people, well, I was doing this in, um, I quit, I quit at the pandemic. Um, maybe I quit in like 2019. So the worst people for me to take around were the people that voted for Donald Trump because they (laughs) always made it known. Like they would want a photo in front of the Trump tower. I'm like, Oh my God, if I see somebody that I know I am going to kill myself, I can't. (laughs) It's amazing. They were in New York at all. It's like, why'd you bother? You hate this place. It's everything you hate. I know, but it was like, they would always, they would always find a way to work it in and, you know, but it's like, I would never even need them to, to tell me there was no like one nationality or anything that I found to be like annoying, but like there, sometimes there would be like large groups. Oh, did you get the busloads of Chinese? Did you get those? We, I would do, um, I was doing school buses of, um, children. I think they were from like either Emirates or India. And so it would be, and these kids, it was so funny I was doing with my friend. He's like, we're supposed to take them around and tell them history. He's not doing that. He's like, anyone here like Beyonce? They're like, (laughs) I'm trying to do facts. My kids hit, they're like, we want to go on his bus. But it was it was nuts. And the teachers just they did not care. They were like, whatever. Oh. No. But they were, were fun. Like, they were oh, fun. Once cool. I got the hang of it, you know. Yeah. No, it's uh you got a lot, a lot of patience for doing that. I mean, were you employed by the city or was it like a private touring company? It's all it's all private contractors. Oh, okay. All the tour, all the tour guiding stuff is so. Yeah, it's although I was licensed by the city. So okay, so you you mentioned it. So Katie, you're from Indiana, and Sarah, where are you from? I grew up in Texas. Oh my gosh! Okay, both like you know, (laughs) Trump country now. Yeah, but you you you've escaped. What? Yeah, uh, we've. (laughs) What part of Indiana are you from? I'm from Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. Went there many times. I used to play the Broad Ripple Comedy Club. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think they were bought out by crackers in the late nineties or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember there. them. Wow. I'm from Chicago, so it, you know, it was three oh, hours okay. away. So yeah. So did a lot of time in Indianapolis. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a city. You it's know a Bob I mean? and Tom market, right? Oh Bob, Bob and Tom. Tom they were yeah, there. they were huge. They could change they had the power. I don't know, you know, radio's completely changed now, but they had a lot of power in the in the day oh. to, to really make somebody they made a lot of comics it was almost least. bigger than late night sometimes you could make yeah. your career by going on bob and if you were bob, and, bob tom. and tom act you you, had, you could book your calendar up pretty pretty well i mean they would because they were in wow. so many markets and syndicated so yeah. you could just go on you know go to st louis go to like omaha or whatever 
and you could play the funny bones and whatever, and you could draw people just because they heard you on Bob and Tom. And I don't know. I mean, one of them left, right? I think now. Bob. I think or Tom so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of them. I can't remember. I did it a few <laughs> years ago, and um, you know, not, not nothing big. No, I'm still waiting. Still waiting to hear. Um, Sarah, what part of Texas are you from? I grew up in a suburb right outside of Houston okay. called Kingwood, Texas. George Kingwood. Foreman used to live there. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And then also the girls that held up the cheerleaders that held up uh, convenience stores is from there, <laughs> which they turned into a movie. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that was a true story. Yeah. It was uh, loosely based on that news story. When did that happen? Oh, probably over 20 years ago. Okay. But it happened like in 98, I think around then. So did you know any of the families? Did you know any of those people? No. At that time, like that suburb development was probably over 100,000. Okay. Yeah. Did you know George Foreman or any of his, any of his children named <laughs> all, George? All, they're all, even his daughter, I think is named George. <laughs> no, they were all in a grade below me. Okay. Okay. Love the grill. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, played a huge part in my early twenties. <laughs> yes. What experiences, like in travel experience, were you were your families like big travelers? Did you ever leave? Like I never left the country till I was twenty one and after college. So, did you guys ever leave the country before? Like, well, Houston. Went, did you even drive down to Mexico? And... <laughs> we never did. We never did Mexico. I I don't know. I I don't want to say that my family that just never appealed to them. I don't want to say that was like out of racism yeah, or anything racism. like that. Let's just say, it. <laughs> just come on, come on. I I don't come know clean. why. Um, I guess because around you just think of border towns. I think with most people about Mexico, yeah. but it's actually really nice. Um, we went to we went to Cayman Islands quite okay. a bit. That was our family trip, and then I'm my whole family money is from laundering. Got it. Money laundering. Right. <laughs> okay. And then um, I'm from South Africa. So we went back there to visit family in the 90s. Oh, and, wow. then, um, and then my mom tried to do the thing of like culture with all of us. But with four kids, I think it got to be too much where we would go to like maybe England with her or something. We did, I did that for one week with her. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But that was about, oh, yeah, that was about it. Yeah. So both your parents are from South Africa or just... My mom's from England, but she moved there when she was eight. And then my dad, several generations there. Oh, my gosh. So did yeah. they come out after things started to turn? Um, well, they realized it, I would consider it's probably like the opposite of uh, degentrification. Or, you know what I mean? It's it's going back to who not, originally uh, like lived in that country. So like it, we were the minority. So we just left. It uh, just got... Um, it got dangerous like because it's so funny because at that point, everybody was starting to carry guns in their house because of break ins. And so and then my of course, the one place my parents moved to is Texas, where you're like, <laughs> where everybody's, armed. <laughs> everybody's armed at the Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've been there. I've been to Cape Town and that area. And uh, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's a, really cool. It's beautiful. It's it's huge. And it's got like I, I just think it's I. I think it's really pretty. It's a great place to go visit, I think. Oh, yeah. And every South African will tell you, you know, Cape Town's the nicest one. They'll steal, yeah. you, they'll steal you away from Johannesburg usually. And then yeah. Cape Town. But Cape Town's really lovely. But wow. how about you in uh, Indiana? Did you go big city of Chicago? Was that like a big Well, trip I went on a couple trips 
we went, um, my family was kind of the family to like pack up the car and drive for like two days to Disney World. We, we yeah, did that a too. couple times. It, it's too far. It's because it's, by the time you get there, it's like mom is a wreck. She's oh, yeah. not happy. She's crying now. We're trying to have a great time. But I did go, my grandmother, when she retired, she had a plan. She has four grandkids. So she took each of us. We could choose a place in the world that we wanted to go. Wow. Um, so I chose Africa, but she would not let me go. She said it was too unstable at the time. So instead <laughs> well, we went, I mean, we, it's I know. A big place. I mean, <laughs> I know. I was like, are, I think it's going to be fine. But I mean, so I went to Australia with her. We went around Australia. We saw like, we went to the koala sanctuary in Brisbane, big highlight. Right. So I got to hold the koala, which it immediately like grabbed onto my tit just <laughs> so hard. And I was like uncomfortable. They're like arms under the body, you know, <laughs> and then it pissed all over me. So that was <laughs> like kind of the epitome of, you know, every experience I've had in my life. Where I'm like, this is it. And yeah. it's like, what was that? You know, um, you could have gotten this treatment in New went, York. Guy hugs me, yeah. he pees all over me. I get that on the subway. Oh, <laughs> I feel right at home. Yeah. Thank um, you. But yeah, we like went all around and it was great. And my grandmother was just kind of like, you know, a little bit out to lunch. I remember I was having, we were staying in um, some kind of apartment complex or something. It wasn't a hotel, but there were people living there, kind of like transient people. And I was calling my dad on the payphone. And while I was talking to my dad, a man came up and invited me to come to their campfire for a beer. My grandmother was like sleeping, you know, <laughs> and they were like, um, and my dad was like, what the hell is going on? Who are you talking to? I'm like... <laughs> It's a nice guy who wanted to see if I wanted to have a beer with him and his friends. My dad's like, go to your room, go back there. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was 14. Of course. Oh, yeah. Creepy. So. Oh, blooming. I was blooming. <laughs> uh, so what are your um, bucket list places? What are your dream places you want to go? Oh, well, I I really want to go to Asia. I want to go to South Korea, Japan, um, definitely Singapore. Uh, and I also really want to go to, um, I want to go to like the Nordic countries too. Yeah. So those are my top two. Okay. Yeah. Um, same. I think, well, I <laughs> ditto. think, ditto. well, good radio. Same. <laughs> definitely <laughs> South Korea. I'd like okay. to go there. I'd like to do Japan. And then I always thought it'd be fun to hike the Pyrenees because I like Ooh. hiking also, I always want to go to one of those like weird islands where they're like, it's really hard to get to. And it's in the middle of the ocean and it has like one post office and it takes 20 years for something to get delivered oh, there. A Tahiti <laughs> or something. Yeah. You say I'm, yeah. I'll be in Tahiti in two weeks. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm, jealous. Doing, I'm doing a cruise from uh, Honolulu to Tahiti. Wow. How many days is that? You know, when that one's about five days at sea as well. So it's like just going in the opposite direction. Wow. And then, yeah. So it's a lot of, again, a lot of looking at water, a lot of old people. Yeah. But yeah. they let you off in Tahiti. That's nice. So I don't, have you guys, I mean, I know, Sarah, you said you did a the Joker's cruise. But, I mean, has Joe done any ships? Has he tried to do it? No, not really. I know a lot of my friends from Houston, that's how they make most most of them make their living is through the cruises. And it's a yeah. really great way. You make good money, but yeah, they're and, gone yeah. for so long. That's the other thing. Yeah. You got to be, you are, I'm never one of those 40 week a year guys. I do like maybe you know, 10 to 13 weeks a year and that's plenty. 
It's a hard job. I don't think I could do it because I don't have the kind of I don't. It's a hard act. You have to be clean for an hour. Yeah. Well, I'm doing two different 45 minute sets. Yeah. Wow. And they have to be clean, but it depends on the line too. (laughs) I mean, you can work on because I know like um, I follow Christina Walkinshaw. It was in in New York there. I know she does a lot of ships and uh, Mm. but a lot of people. But that's carnival, I think she does mostly. So then you work with other comics. It's like a club. Mm, yeah. Not a lot of, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of like language restrictions. So it depends on the line. Too. Yeah. I've never worked for them, but, and also I think those gigs are shorter. Like mm, yeah. Sometimes four day gigs and stuff. And that's doable. You Something know, but romantic. It is a lot of flying. It is a lot of flying. Something romantic about working. You know, it's like you're a funny sailor, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. just <laughs> life on the ocean. <laughs> Uh, enjoying the buffet, mm. and the bingo, yeah, lovely, <laughs> swashbuckling. Uh, so, if um, if you want to keep doing this, and and I mean, is is the eventual thing? Did you want to like sell this? I mean, we've done a lot of YouTube stuff. I mean, were you going to create a video element to this, or is it going to? We do have a YouTube channel. Yep, we have a YouTube channel. We just hit a thousand subscribers. So we're feeling really great about that. So if anyone's listening and they are up for it, we would love to have you. It's a um, it's a safe space for people on a journey. (laughs) And um, we um, we're actually hoping to do some more live shows. We're hoping to do some more live shows. And um, we are, um, you know, we're just growing, we're growing and growing. And right now, I think we're kind of at the phase where we're just focusing on, you know, keeping it fun for ourselves, making the work fun and just, you know, looking at the next step, doing the live shows, growing the YouTube, growing the Patreon. So yeah, well, here Caroline's just closed, I heard. So if, when people come to you and say, we want to see comedy in New York, what are your where do you point them to? Oh, New York Comedy Club is good. Yeah. Or the cellar or the stand. Those seem to be the three main staples that you can catch a conglomerate. Or they go to Brooklyn, go to Littlefield or Union Hall. Right. If you want to watch a little out, you know, like, I guess, alternative. I don't know what it would be called now. Brooklyn comedy. I always tell people to just like message me because like I I did a show like a couple of weeks ago in an ice cream parlor. You know, it's like, oh, there's so much fun stuff that you will not, you're not going to find that, you know, this coming, get in right. touch with me. And if you, if you're not creepy, I will respond to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so if you um want to, oh, I should get, you should get your plugs in now, now that you kind of yeah. mentioned the YouTube channel and where can people follow you on Instagram and that kind of thing. Yes. We're on uh, Instagram at Lady Journey Podcast. We're on TikTok at Lady Journey Pod. We have a website called ladyjourney.org that you can go. We have all of our show notes there. We also have blog posts and we have other fun stuff. We have our YouTube channel, Lady Journey. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes and anywhere else that you could choose to get to your podcast. I saw one of your articles. It was like a day in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, <laughs> or what did the see? Gosh. Why yes. there all? Why? Why? Why were you there? Were you working? Oh, my gosh. I was working. My friend opened a comedy club. It's called the Comedy Fort, and it's delightful. And the town is so incredible. I've been to Denver many times. I've never been. Uh, and I've also been to Boulder. You know, I've been to Colorado yeah. Springs. I've never been to Fort Collins. The amount of soap shops uh used bookstores rock crystals crystals. 
I went to two spice stores a block apart from each other. I mean, I could not zip my suitcase. It was the best trip I've ever had. Bakeries, <laughs> lattes. So amazing. I loved it. I can't recommend it enough. I said, if I get married, I'm going to have my bachelorette party there. In Fort Collins. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a low key, more low key. It'll, It'll be more be of a CBD vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. So if um, we'll do, we should do a speed round here. The um, best slice of pizza in New Ooh. York. Oh, in My- New York. Okay. You have one, Sarah? No, I actually don't have one in New York. I like there's one in Queens that I like called Saks Pizza. Um, Saks is good. We yeah. Get that. Yeah. Saks. S-A-C-S. Yeah. Okay. S-A-C-S. I love um, if you're in Times Square, which you shouldn't be there if you had already Sparrow, listened to me. Sparrow. Oh, Pazzeria on 46th between 7th and 8th. It's right next to the Scientology Center. Amazing slice. You cannot sit down. It is a hole in the wall. Also, I love Pasto. Pasto, Vesta. There's a chain of thin crust pizza restaurants. It is such good pizza. It's the best pizza I've ever had. So What's good. The story about Ray's? Over. There's Ray's and then there's famous Ray's. And there are two different things, right? There's Ray's like a whole story there. was actually Armenian. He was, I believe, like a refugee of the Armenian genocide. And then he, I think, went to Italy. And that's when he learned to make pizza. And then he came to New York after that. But Genius. the pizza's not that good. You're like, I guess, I guess I can tell. <laughs> yeah, there were no Italians in New York to, you know, open up a pizza place. He had to. Okay. He started it. Okay. How about your favorite uh, favorite coffee shop? Oh, oh. Well, I don't know if it's like coffee shop, but I think it's really fun to go to. Is it matcha lot or? God, let me hold on real fast. La- oh, I know, I know. Matcha something. Hachi, hachi, machi, matcha, hacha, matcha. <laughs> People are screaming at their phones right now. No, it's yeah. matcha. I know. Matcha, it's, matcha, it might matcha, be. Matcha. And, it's, and it's pink and it's, um, Where oh, it? cha cha matcha. Cha cha matcha. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. You can get a $7 yeah. matcha. <laughs> Not going to wake and you wait, up. And wait in line for an hour. But I do enjoy mm. them and I enjoy Delightful. the look of the shop. And it's a thing that people stand in line for. Yes. <laughs> Where is so it? much good coffee. There they are have, several. They have they have there's a couple. one in uh, Nomad. Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. yeah, there's one in Nomad. Okay. I love like Irving, Irving, Irving Farms. Is that that's like a local place? I like them and I like Blue Bottle Co. too, mm-hmm. but they're, I believe, from New Orleans, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, we got we got them out here. Yeah. Irving Farm, I think that's my local, my local coffee place. But the, I feel like the best true coffee is like Brooklyn, like little skips, like in Bushwick, you know, where it's just <laughs> a hole in the wall place. And you're, you have a sip and you're like, I'm, this is a, an enema. I am going to the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry to make a poo joke on your show. <laughs> the, uh, no, it's so funny when you think about Brook, like Bushwick. That's another one. When I was living there you know, 25 years ago, was it a thing? We never would have gone. It was oh like my a gosh. war zone. You just don't yeah. go, you know, when I hear people are like paid a million dollars for a place in bed sty and we're like, what? Yeah. Do or die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, how about your best? Uh, you got a bagel place? Any good? What's your favorite bagel place? I like um, Zucker's. Zucker's I love because they have a sourdough bagel. Ooh. Okay, that sounds good. Where's it Zuckerberg's? I think it's Zucker's. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't, I've never I'm heard like, of that. Isn't Mark Zuckerberg's yeah, favorite place? He's got a new gig. His side hustle. He needs <laughs> more like, money. Yeah, yeah. I love, but I like, I like the sourdough bagel. It's good. And we live right by a great Italian place. It's called Coppola's. They have two locations. Uh, amazing fresh pasta, really reasonable menu. It's better than Little Italy by far. I mean, everyone knows Little Italy is basically just a tourist trap. You want to go there for fun, but don't eat there. Oh, yeah. where, where else do they avoid? I mean, if you don't, I had like the worst Chinese food I think I ever had was in Chinatown when I was yeah. before I moved there, before I moved to New York and didn't know where to go. And I was mm. that wandering tourist. Yeah. I was like, well, this seems like authentic. And I'm just, oh my God, it was, it was horrendous. Yeah. You just can't do that in New York and you can't go by TikTok videos. I think you have to like really go by like Google reviews. It can't be like, I'm in New York. I had the most amazing mac and cheese bites. It's like, that doesn't exist. That's not good. You're just pretending you had a great time because you spent $150 on yeah, mac right. and cheese bites for your Instagram. <laughs> How about that? What is the most overrated restaurant? In New York. Oh hmm. my gosh. Probably Sparks, Sparks Steakhouse. It's like four hundred dollars to eat there. People go there because that's like the mafia. It's like where a right. mafia person was killed. Right. It's I knew it because one of the uh, like the Gambino yeah. crime family head was like shot there. I remember in that's the right. Yeah. I think that one's overrated. Mm. What else? I don't know. I don't know what else. There's there's a lot of bad restaurants in New York. There are I for a town that kind of says their food. I'm like actually quite disappointed in it a lot because you pay a lot and you're like, I think I've had better in other cities for less. Yeah. What do you, you have people? to? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you do have to really check the reviews because you'll think like, oh, I'm in Koreatown. Like, I want to go to Korean barbecue. Like, here it is. Perfect. But it's like there's you, you're picking up 30 Korean barbecue places, right, you know? Right. Yeah, and the and one the, that doesn't have reservations. It's like, oh, that's not the good one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> My theory is for New York restaurants, you go to the place that does the one thing and because they do it well and that's all they have to do. And you yeah, go, that's, that's where you go for. And then yes. I like, I don't know, like steakhouses. I've heard that Peter Luger's has kind of gone down the hill as well. Yeah, me yeah. too. I always tell people no matter what city you're in, and this is true for Rome or New York or any place, if there was... If there's someone out on the sidewalk begging you to come in and, you know, with a menu, going, hey, are you looking for dinner tonight? He's like, yeah. don't. Because a good restaurant doesn't have to have a guy on the street calling yeah. people in. That's so, a red flag. Stay, stay away from those places. Um, <laughs> what I, I wanted to ask you one more thing. So we got your plugs in. We got what? Um, oh, Broadway. So when someone wants to go to a show, Ooh, anything good now? Fun. What are you recommending? Well, if you're coming soon, they're doing the very last shows of Phantom of the Opera. It's like about to close forever. And it was the longest oh, wow. running show. My friend worked there for a while. She was a dresser. She was Christine's dresser. Oh, very fancy. Wow. So I'd say go to that. But I haven't seen anything lately. I saw Wicked like a year ago and it was fun. You know, it's like I don't like to go too like too risky with broadway because you're like oh this sounds interesting but then it's like you're 150 dollars out and you're like oh, i just least. watched yeah i just watched like michael douglas like pacing back and forth and that was it <laughs> <laughs> like michael what was douglas that pacing back and forth that's a good show that's pretty... yeah yeah, it was yeah. Pacing. who yeah. wrote that is that mammoth is that mammoth yeah that? yeah exactly michael douglas pacing the hottest ticket now <laughs> <laughs> but that's like so many you know uh, 
and that's kind of a sad thing too. I mean, now with Broadway is because it's like the Lion King. It's just like, you know, yeah. Right. I mean, there's got to be something more interesting. But if people, uh, I don't know, they want it, I guess. You know, you hope for something more. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say like if you come and you want to see a show and you can't afford Broadway and you want to take a risk, just like go to off Broadway or go off off Broadway because there's a lot of other fun stuff around here that's going to be like 20 bucks, you know, at like the Cherry Lane Theater or yeah. La Mama. We're like right by New York Comedy Club in the East Village. There's a little playhouse there and like Greta Gerwig, Gerwig works on stuff out there. Yeah. So you can see like... um like up and coming stuff for not as much money, I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you see it as a place where you don't want to stay in New York or you, is your dream, <laughs> but like, we're going to move to Woodstock. And, and <laughs> I don't Socrates. know if I'll go upstate. It feels scary to me to be like in the wilderness. That feels like the middle of nowhere to me. I go to LA and I'm like, ah, oh, it's too much space. I have agoraphobia out here. Yeah. Also, like upstate is still expensive and the property taxes that you're like, I might as well just live here where it's just as expensive, but at least everything's convenient to me. Yes, right. totally. Yeah. And I don't need a car. Right. Right. And so, uh, OK, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I do love I love and I hate New York. Like Everybody's the, the idea of moving out of it, like, makes me sad. But at the same like, but sometimes you just get so frustrated with like public transportation sometimes or yeah. just like how expensive it is. And you don't feel like every, like you go to Europe and the trains are like immaculate and clean and they run on time. And then you come here and you're just like, we pay just as much in taxes, just if not more. And it's just yeah. still like, it's, yeah. frust it's frustrating. That's how I feel. But I like that you can see anything that you want and you can get anything that you want. Like it's all here. Yes. And, yeah. When you look at, um, you know, when you when you leave America, you know, you and you look back on it from the outside, we're going, ooh, we could do that better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how yeah. it could be. It's so engulfs your life when you're here and you grow up with it because its culture is so massive and loud and overpowering. Um, and then, you, yeah, you gain a new perspective. And that's how I usually like to end most of these shows is uh, ask, well, what is all this travel on like? where you've been and how has it changed uh, your opinion of people in the world and how has it changed you as a person? Oh, well, I used to get really nervous when I travel. Okay. I used to get, yeah, I used to always have like anxiety of like, oh my God, am I going to make the flight? Am I, what if I don't pack the right stuff? And now I feel much more confident, which is a really nice feeling to have feeling confident because I see it like when I go on trips with people that don't travel often or like travel with my family, you know, and it, like it becomes this whole big thing, you know, oh my God, like, do we have time for a Starbucks? I'm like, we do, we <laughs> do. It's fine. You know, I've like had that experience where I'm like running through the thing to get on and I make it and, you know, everything's fine and I'm like collapsing. And so it's like, now I just feel like more sure of myself, but I've also kind of lost a little bit of that magical feeling of like, you know, having a big trip coming up and then like all of a sudden it's here and you're like in a new place and you get like that sense of my life is shifting for like a little short time. I kind of don't get that anymore. And I kind of miss it. You know, when you go for like a wedding weekend and it's like oh, <laughs> night one. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? Um, I, I guess this, uh, what I feel like from traveling that I I've picked up on is that I feel like you don't need much in a way like for living 
like I feel like in America, there's like consumerism. And then you go I went to Ecuador and I stayed in the Lindo Valley. And it's like uh, everyone's there like there's a nice community and you don't need much for your home that you're like, oh, I could be just as happy here, probably, if not more. I But I do have that mindset anytime I travel, like this is where my life would be so much better. <laughs> but yes. yet you can't leave New York. It's like, I can't leave New York because <laughs> I need Chinese food at midnight when I get home from I... spots or something. <laughs> right. But like you don't like... I don't, you don't need a, like all this crap that you have here. Yeah. Like, yes. I just into feel, a minimalist, really. Yeah. That you could. You don't need I, much to I live feel on. like what we consider wealth is actually a lot lower than it needs to be, if that yes. makes yeah. sense. Yes. No. no, it's a great thing to learn. But um, anyway, I got to wrap this up because I know you guys got to go and we're running out of time. But uh, thank you for doing this, guys. Thank Thanks you for so and so say hi to Joe chatting. for me. He probably he will. Read, know me from Adam, but uh, oh, he will. Oh, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, once again, give the uh, where people can find you. And uh, are you on the TikTok as well? Yes, Lady Journey uh, Pod on TikTok, Lady Journey Podcast, Instagram, and um, we're Lady Journey on YouTube. And our website is ladyjourney.org, which has all of our stuff on there. And do you each have your own individual like uh, comedy? like sites yes yes okay you can my, give those yes mindset stalamash on all platforms as my first initial with my last initial or my last name okay. and mine is a bunch of different things but it's katie hannigan <laughs> if you start to type in katie hannigan you'll probably find me but i'm on instagram i'm at katie hannigan forever and my website is katiehannigan.com and that links to all my social stuff too awesome thank you for doing this yeah. thank, thank you, you for having us. lady journey everybody lady journey